0: Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering in these seasons. To see the eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo and shielding in the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still, bows old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell, shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo and party coming. Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings You can't
1: live up to expectations, so just do your (laughs) best. That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors (laughs) Just go with what you saw today, change your opinion daily Yeah, I'm all about that for You'll
0: be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right No one will remember, no one's listening Hello everybody, and welcome to a Tuesday evening edition of Birds with Friends The Eagles season may be on the ropes, but Birds with Friends is here still for your enjoyment. Bo Wolf in my basement. Sheila Capadia in his. And it is the day of the release, the firing from the Minnesota Vikings as offensive coordinator of John D. Filippo, which, of course, is French for John of Filippo. Shiel, you have a nice breakdown on TheAthletic.com slash Philadelphia, to which you can subscribe. To uh, with forty uh, percent off at uh, Birds with Friends or <laughs> what is it? Is that true? What is it? Thirty percent off? No. I'm I all messed know. up. Okay. athleticcom slash wip. It. That's what it is. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about that in a little in a little uh, bird it bird on the street, and then we'll do a little bird on the grapevine, and then we'll talk about the uh, fantastic submissions in hashtag Doug's new book.
1: Well, I think people are. Excited about the possibility of John D. Filippo coming back. People to, want the Flip Man back. Yeah, they're they're really. I mean, I don't know if it's uh, market specific or it's the way this season has gone, but uh, people are fired up about this even being an option. And I kind of get it. You know, he was. Uh, we've talked so much this year about how. Well, you've always
0: been a big flip guy.
1: I've enjoyed flip. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like the name flip actually, so I like. Uh, I'll just go D. Filippo. Okay,
0: of of I, Filippo. Yeah, I think that's kind
1: of weird. Uh, but we know him and Frank Reich. We, we've talked so much this year about how those two guys have been missed. And DiFilippo goes to Minnesota, obviously, because he gets a chance to call plays there. I'm sure he could have stayed on and been the offensive coordinator. I forget the timing, but once they kind of had an idea. That he Frank left
0: before Reich left, which, okay. is, which is important to the timing. He left, if you remember, uh, he went to interview – on the day of the parade, so he missed the parade. Okay. So that's how you knew that he was serious.
1: But he probably had a conversation with somebody that, hey, Frank Reich might be going to Indy.
0: I Do don't you know. Want... I think I think don't that think so? McDaniels might have still been attached to Indy at that point. Mm. I would have to look at the timeline. I'm not I, 100%, it, yeah, I'm not 100% I, sure about
1: that. I mean, I think if he were given even given the option at that time, he still would have gone to Minnesota because... It's such a different job and it's a job where you get to, or at least he thought, get to control the offense and call the plays and uh, shape it in in your vision and put your imprint on it and all that. And this is a guy who we know has aspirations to be a head coach. So I think he probably saw that as a nice stepping stone. If you remember, even the previous year, the Eagles blocked him from going to the Jets as their offensive coordinator. So this is a, a mover and a shaker around the NFL and somebody who obviously wants to be a head coach. Now, if he would have stayed in Philadelphia, you know, being Doug Peterson's offensive coordinator, uh, it might have led to a higher quality of life based on how things, uh, or maybe not, but, you know, obviously in terms of going to work every day and your boss not uh, selling you out to the media and telling you to run the ball more and all that, that would have been a plus, but you don't get to call the plays. And so you don't really get that much credit although I guess it didn't stop Frank Reich from getting a head coaching job.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm working on
1: the uh, the timeline here. Okay, you're looking at the timeline. So that is so, sort of the big picture. He, he goes to Minnesota. Mike Zimmer has a very specific way. He wants
0: to play football. He wants to win with defense. It does um, not seem like Mike Zimmer is a good uh, a good head coach to be the offensive coordinator for. I think that's probably right. North Turner left in the middle of the season. Right. Shermer left, and then now... Uh Flip has or sorry, D. Filippo has been fired That's How seasons.
1: about the people Shermer has worked
0: with, I was thinking. Yeah, that's a good point. Andy and Chip and Zimmer, he must just like love Andy Reid. That's why I mean <laughs> that's why that's why he's gotta be like so boring. Because like if he if he if he was somebody with any kind of pulse at all, he'd be going crazy. <laughs> you know what? You might be right. Maybe maybe it is a positive that we haven't uh we haven't figured that out so far. So here's here's the timeline. February sixth okay. Josh McDaniels backs out of the Colts job. February ninth, John D. Filippo is hired as the Vikings' offensive coordinator. February eleventh, Frank Reich is named the new head, Colts head coach. So you are right that uh, at that point he, he showed, probably he knew, knew that, he that Frank. He knew that Frank was at least interviewing.
1: Yes. So. Uh, so anyway, you know that they're thirty-first in rushing TVOA. Mike Zimmer's right, so you telling him to the, run the ball. run
0: the ball against a brick wall, right? Like.
1: They've got two of the best wide receivers in the, you know, NFL, to maybe the best, one of the best wide receiver to And so they were dealing with a lot of circumstances. Now and they've got that, a,
0: well, you want, what do you might call a Melvin, a quarterback?
1: Yeah, and it was funny. I mean, earlier in the season, they were playing well offensively, and Kurt Cousins was playing well, I, I right. know, because they had him in fantasy, and he was, he was putting together wow. some really nice I games. I hope your team is uh,
0: terrible. What's that? I hope your team is terrible. Well, Did you call I mean, yourself the Sinbad's?
1: I, I would. I I don't think I had that information mm. at my disposal at the time. You can
0: change your team midseason. Well,
1: I don't really put that much thought into it.
0: There was a good piece um, on the Minnesota site of the Athletic from from last night's game, the the Monday night game between the Vikings yes. and the Seahawks, by Chad Graff about the uh, all the blame that there is to go around for for the state of the. Vikings and especially the Vikings offense. It's crazy the how like just it is crazy how often Mike Zimmer just like publicly throws people under the bus. It's Wild. It's
1: wild. <laughs> I mean, I I was like wondering how that would play in this town. I don't know. The media might love him. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't if think it would play back that page way, of yeah.
1: the Daily News every
0: day. So I actually think I, I think the fact that it was with the Vikings makes uh Eagles fans like who they don't care that he made the vikings bad that's great that's a that's like a win win He could go to Minnesota, make their team worse, and then come back to philly. what a deal
1: right and i I think you know it is surprising I mean the Vikings are six six, and one, and they still have a chance to
0: they are the they are the favorites to still get that six seed
1: right so I mean it is really. I don't know. You wonder if Mike Zimmer is feeling the pressure. I don't know. I mean, Mike Zimmer has been, you know, he's done a good job in Minnesota overall. I think, you know, they're at least competitive now and, uh, the defense has been good. That's all he really cares about. And, and to be fair, you know, I, I do think it's fair to say John D. Filippo underachieved there. I mean, they're 19th in DVOA. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as you mentioned, Chad Graf pointed out that their offensive line is Garbanzo beans, you know, that's fine. A lot of teams have garbanzo beans, offensive lines. And, you, you know, you went out and you paid the quarterback and you have two good wide receivers, you have a good running back. And so I think you would want to be a little bit better than that. So it was a tough spot, but he's still underachieved. That's how I would kind of term it, describe it.
0: And he has had a weird, uh, you know, a weird career. Um, especially, you know, he was, the, he was with the offensive coordinator for the Raiders with Jamarcus Russell for a season. And then, or was he the quarterback's coach there?
1: I, can't, I don't have and his and resume. And then he was like
0: with the Browns for one season, and they had another terrible quarterback. So uh, this was his, as, as Melvin, as Kurt, as Kirk Kurt Cousins is, this was the best quarterback he's had as an offensive coordinator. But obviously he did do a very good job with Carson Wentz. And you know what was funny? Both uh, Tory Smith and Alshon Jeffrey today tweeted something about uh, future head coach about John Filippo, which I thought was interesting. Oh, they did? Both of them.
1: Oh, I I didn't see this. Let yeah. me look at their Twitter accounts. That is isn't interesting. And
0: okay. Alshon threw in an even greater man instead of even better man. As really? I, I, as I believe a, uh, as Noah Becker pointed out, a way to hide the fact that he obviously listens to the program.
1: Wow! Hashtag future head coach.
0: And and Tori Smith said something very similar.
1: Nice job using the correct your mm. too. There by him, you know, on Twitter, that gets messed up all the time. Sure, The future is bright for you. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Let's see. Let me look at Torrey Smith.
0: Did any other players chime in? That's all I saw. But it's interesting. I mean, those weren't his position guys. Those were guys who were just in the building with him. Tells you that he had maybe a, 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 a bigger hand than just quarterbacks coach. And as we've talked about, he was obviously in charge of red zone offense for the Eagles last season.
1: Still a future head coach, Dory Smith. Okay, that that is interesting. Uh yeah, so you know it's all, we we talk about how it is always difficult to determine what each assistant coach is doing and Impossible. what they should get credit for and what they shouldn't, especially in this situation last year. We've actually had a kind of a nice natural experiment and maybe we're making too much of it. But you know, you had Peterson and Reich and DiFilippo, Filippo and you weren't sure. And obviously Stoutland and uh, and Deuce and, and Grow. I mean, I guess you can mention the whole stuff. I shouldn't undermine Justin Peel. I mean, he's really had the only position group who's performing. You know, it's
0: funny. Yeah, it's, I so was he's thinking about that the other day. Like, like, I mean, yeah. as much as like, we like made should fun be of coming him, coming at
1: us, he, he should be coming at us. Absolutely, really. I mean, he's got the best unit got. on the team. Yeah, I mean, he's developed a rook. The rookie looks great, and the and the and the, and the, and the entrenched year.
0: starter has become one of the best, if not the best, player on the team. He's done a great job.
1: That's a moa culpa for us.
0: Yeah, I think that. I mean, he's still not the most dynamic interview, but he's done a fantastic job.
1: Yeah, who cares? They don't care. Nobody cares.
0: Um, so we know that John
1: D. Filippo worked with the quarterbacks. I wrote a big uh, Carson Wentz story last year. He was our sports person of the year, just as mm. you did with Malcolm Jenkins as the sports person of the year.
0: This I believe year, it's just person go, of the year now.
1: It's just person of the year. Okay, mm. go read that at TheAthletic.com slash philly, of course. But you know, I was learning a little bit more about what he did, and you know, Filippo is the guy who kind of put Carson Wentz on the uh, blackboard or chalkboard or whiteboard or whatever they called it when they went to visit
0: him. In yeah, the and, Cop- you, uh, and the same if you go back to the the story of of you know the the from thirteen to two story. If you go back right. and watch those videos from the combine and stuff, it is it is all flip, uh, as you said. He's the one who's who's putting Carson Wentz through the ringer.
1: Which is pretty interesting. I mean, that, that was a, the biggest decision, like, the franchise has made in you know a right. long time. One of the biggest ones in history, most likely. And he was – not to say that it was his opinion that mattered, but he was at least, uh, you know, the one uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? He had the reins. He had the
0: reins. Okay. So he did that. He worked with now, the Now, Doug did say that his, it, it is generally the position coach who will run those meetings. But, okay. I mean, that is, that is a more important – decision than most and so the fact that he he did have the I mean he's also in a room with Frank Reich and Doug Peterson who are both quarterbacks so the fact that he's still sort of running that meeting I think is uh noteworthy and it seemed like he did coach
1: the quarterbacks pretty hard like I don't get the sense that he you know I think he is a a likable personality as we see with uh these guys but I don't think he was very worried about like being their best friend you know what mm-hmm, I mean it's mm-hmm. it seemed like it was very much a coach player relationship. And I think he had a good demeanor about him, but I, I think that re- that sort of relationship was pretty clear. He gave them these tests on Fridays with a bunch of situational football stuff that they had to fill out. I remember Nate Sudfeld kind of like rolling his eyes about having to do these, um, and smiling when I asked him about it. Uh, but they were great with situational football last year. And then of course, you know, Doug Peterson Uh, handed out different responsibilities for different coaches when it came to game planning. And Filippo was in charge of the red zone. And they had the best red zone offense in the NFL last year, and they're 18th this year. So you throw all those things together, and I think it was pretty clear that he was a valued member of the organization. They tried to block him, uh, or they did block him from being an OC the year before. You know, if it's a guy you don't really think is bringing much to the table you you would probably just let him go ahead and take that job so you put all that together and I think it's clear that he was a a valued member of the coaching staff and the organization here and that you know
0: it it seems like he did a very good job last year so tell me this do you think you know you wrote that that you would welcome him back to the Eagles with open arms do you think that he do you think that he still has a possibility of becoming a head coach this offseason
1: I kind of think that he might.
0: I sort of think so, too, although it goes against um, the way that the NFL typically works. But we have yeah. talked about this before, that um, the job of coordinator is much different than the job of head coach. Um, now it's a little bit different if you are you know, a guy like Mike Zimmer or even a guy like Doug Peterson, who is going to take on the responsibilities of... Uh, either you know calling plays on game day on either side of the ball, then your experience as a coordinator is important. But uh, just like the the job of being the leader of men and the game day decision maker, it is not necessarily the same thing as uh, what makes a good coordinator. and so if if John D Filippo is a guy who you think can uh, build a good staff and have a good relationship with the players and make the right decisions on game day then it doesn't really matter what he did under under Mike Zimmer although he you know that was his offense he had some autonomy there um that said I, I think my guess is that he probably doesn't get a head coaching job this off season off season just because there are some questions there with with Zimmer but i think that's why it's uh it's an interesting question as to whether you would bring him back if the eagles were still in the playoff hunt and you could bring him back like Midstream, like you know, like the Bengals did with Hugh Jackson, like in the middle of the season, I would I would sign up for that. That I think that would make a lot of sense. But if you are talking about this off season, say the Eagles, you know, the Eagles are eliminated. You know, we don't think that Mike Rowe has done a fantastic job, but if if Doug likes Mike Rowe, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't get rid of Mike Rowe to replace him with John D. Filippo because if he does a really good job, he's gone the next off season, right? So, uh, I like the idea of, as you have pointed out, like if you can bring him in as a offensive consultant, it's like, everybody understands it's a one-year deal that he's, you know, this is to help rebuild his reputation and he's probably going to go somewhere else next year. That makes sense to me. Although I do have to say, I don't know why, I don't know why he would take that. I think at this point he's, he, he, if he's not going to get a head coaching job, he still needs to prove that he can that he can uh, do well elsewhere.
1: Yeah, it is a little bit tricky in that respect. I mean, in terms of him becoming a head coach this offseason, it becomes sort of a tough PR sell for a team, is to think, right. You know, th- this guy got fired as the offensive coordinator a month ago, and welcome our new head coach. Now, if you're an owner, an owner who like doesn't care about that and is a little bold and is like, that's kind of irrelevant. I mean, it's not irrelevant, but you know what I mean. You can make the case that, hey, he was in a tough situation with a tough head coach. His prior track record speaks for itself. He interviewed well, all these different things. You could still talk yourself into it, especially since I think uh, Joe Banner said it with you, right? It's not a great crop of right. head coaching candidates. Although
0: that's that, – I mean I don't really buy that. Like You don't? Okay. And it's also – it's the same thing about like – oh, you're telling me it's not a good uh, running back class in the draft this year or it's not a good wide right. – like, who cares? There's going to be – you're not you're telling me there's not going to be a few running backs out of this class who are going to be good? You're telling me there's not going to be, like, one or two head coaches hired this cycle who are going to be good head coaches? Do your job. Go find the right one. That's true. Great point. And, I mean, they, people hire the wrong
1: – people and draft the wrong guys every year so what do they know if it's a good class or not right you,
0: you know you know what was a stacked running back class two years ago the eagles got donald pumphrey like and doug peterson um, was not really considered a great uh exactly yeah i mean and to be fair yeah, he was their he was their
1: backup choice yeah they were going for ben mcadoo right. so yeah no that is a excellent point i mean i don't know if you were an owner and for instance the team i keep thinking kept thinking about like, like jets.
0: jets it makes a lot of sense
1: you know it's um They're probably going to fire Todd Bowles. They have a young quarterback who he could work with. I think he would play well with the New York media. They tried to hire him as an offensive coordinator previously. He's been with that organization before, so they know him. They've seen him work every day. And so I thought that one makes a lot of sense. And if, you know, if you were the Jets and, uh, if you're gonna fire your head coach, these NFL teams they already know who they're gonna be looking at. I mean, this stuff is
0: right. it's uh, it's going on already. So, well, how about these like, search firms? I mean, I, if you like hire a search slash. firm then you should be fired, like that. We we really yeah. should be a search firm. That's a good that's a good banner question. Is about the stupidity of the search firms. Although he may not answer that I asked, because no, you, I think because I he, he, he does some consulting sometimes. Stuff. So that, that I guess the uh, incentivization for for him is to say that they they make sense. Well.
1: No, I think he thinks that they're terrible. Oh, okay. I think when he when he gets consulted, it's like a one off. I don't think he's working for.
0: Right, right, right. Well, I think they're yeah. typically one offs. Are they? I don't know. Anyway. I like. I think. I think the sell for Di Filippo, if you're going to hire him, is is I, I think young quarterback makes sense. Okay. That's that's the sell. You say you know he did wonders with Carson Wentz. He's worked with young quarterbacks before. I think that that makes sense. I mean, I would bring
1: him in tomorrow. And just say, "Come hang out for the rest of the year, and then figure it out." The Vikings did put up 31 points against the Rams
0: earlier this season. Mm. I'm sure he's. Yeah, that's true. He, he would have Kirk some Cousins, insight on the Rams.
1: Kirk Cousins threw for 422 yards and three touchdowns.
0: Yeah,
1: against the Rams. At that was at the Rams. Yeah, I think, that's right? a good point. Yeah, that was that fun Thursday that's a good night point. game. And you know what? Maybe it leads to nothing, but maybe in the you know the next few weeks he gives you some ideas, or I, I don't know. You know, maybe he, f- he fixes a little little hitch in Carson went yeah, is like I like that
0: I like that I think I'd bring him in too
1: But I do agree with you I I don't think if you're bringing him in you're not doing it like for the long term with the thought that all right, right this and then guy you're not is getting gonna... rid
0: of somebody to no. make room for him
1: Right that's why I think some sort of uh made up title is probably your best bet and you're right I mean if he can go somewhere in a month and for 2019 be calling plays maybe you know he would probably rather do that unless it is I don't even know what title you could give him here mm-hmm. uh, that would match that. I think that's something he probably still wants to do. You need reps at. Um, I'm sure when he's a head coach, he probably wants to still call plays, yeah. all those different things. So that could get a little tricky, but, yeah, I, I would have him in the, uh, in the building tomorrow as you game plan and uh, then figure it out from there. Yeah, I think I'm with you. So,
0: it was, it was yeah. a little awkward today because it was during, it was during the coordinators when this, this word came down. Um, and so you know, I, I felt like I had to ask Schwartz about it because that was great. How about you? Just jumping right in there, but I yeah. felt like he had to because we don't we only get to talk to him once a week. And so you know, like that what was is great. and obviously knowing that all the Eagles fans are going to be interested in Filippo, you got to ask him. Uh, that one I felt bad about because it was like the news came down in the middle of his press conference, so he had no idea. Whereas Grow got to get prepped on it ahead of time, uh, but well, it was interesting it, it, to ask him.
1: It came down before. Like right before though, so yeah, he he did seem. That's the first time a coach has said like, "Oh, I haven't heard that," and I actually mm. believed him.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim Schwartz. That's <laughs> so, like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's all good. But he didn't have. Money. He just said, you know, that's. I guess that's part of the business. I'm sorry to hear that. Grow had heard about it as he was
1: walking in, and right. what what did he say? That that's a friend of mine, and right. wish him the best or something.
0: Yeah, there was I think neither of them rightfully so had had too much to say.
1: Yeah, okay. So, we'll
0: see what happens. It's interesting are are, are you interested in just the fact that at uh how interested Eagles fans are in him? It it feels very market specific. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the obsession over over this, but uh I don't know. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I mean, think of how my how yeah. many Minutes have we spent on this podcast talking about how much do they miss Reich and DiFilippo. It's been right. a lot. So it shouldn't be that surprising. And there's just so much and it's a very Philadelphia thing, you know? It's like this guy helped us win a Super Bowl and they go somewhere else and these jerks, you know. Right. Kick he's him our the guy. Right. come home, baby. Come home, help us. He's you know? a he's a Philly guy. Yeah, yeah. They they uh yeah, that's true. And he went to uh went to high school here too, right? And uh mm on the main line so uh, there are some some roots there
0: um, was there anything else from the coordinators that you thought was interesting
1: um let's see you know one thing i actually think this is a this is a bit hokey but i think it's kind of cool is sort of the um, the rallying behind rasul douglas after that last play uh, you know i kind of i'm with you Jim Schwartz talked about that, and I mean, it, and you
0: know what it seems like the fan base has 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 rallied behind that as well I think that's right, yeah, Jim Schwartz,
1: who doesn't seem to be the most emotional guy, mm. <laughs> said his heart broke
0: for uh, his heart breaks for him on that last play that's he t- i mean it's t- he made the right play like he made a of very course. good play right um, but um, but and so i do was, think uh, and I do think we should say that um. You know, as this team flails with three games left, it is not. It is not um, for lack of effort. I do not. I do not sense that uh, this is a team that is uh, that is not trying in any capacity, or that is not committed to trying to win. We'll see what happens over the last three games because the the odds are much longer. But uh, I think I think I think they are earnestly doing the best that they can.
1: I think that's right and I, and I was I wondered about that after that Saints game. You yes. know, I think I said what was the next game after that? Was it the Giants? Yes. Uh yeah, that that was the game where I said, you know, we might see a fight on the sidelines. <laughs> right. And they fell behind like and then were they rallied. Apart, and it didn't. They yeah, they fell behind, they rallied, they won two in a row, they lose a heartbreaker. at Dallas, I mean, they're not very good, but I would agree that the culture signs are are very positive actually. In the last three weeks, I haven't seen guys turning on each other. It seems like they're sticking together. They're doing their best. They're not playing well. But, uh, you know, we, we're seeing some of these teams around the league, and it's it's going in a different direction. So I think Peterson and the leadership probably deserve some credit for that. You are right. Let's say, you know, in three weeks you might be saying, hey, let's play that clip of Shield." saying the culture was good and, you know, it falls apart. I don't think that's going to happen, but let's see him get through the next three games. But that's how it's been so far. So that is a positive sign going forward.
0: I think it is. So let's talk about uh, as far-fetched it is, the Eagles' playoff scenarios. And this is, this is courtesy of our, uh, our D-Fop Dennis. Uh, would you like to go through it or would you like me to? I, it actually, you know, looking at it is not, and we touched, about, we touched on this in the post-game pod, it's not as crazy as you might think.
1: Especially after this last uh weekend, right? Correct. Well, Bean sent me a little sent a little text earlier, let's see. Mm.
0: I, said, I told you I told you the other day, we've we've not got enough bean lately.
1: He said per 538, if Eagles win this weekend and Vikings lose, we are 59% to make the
0: playoffs wow. right now. Na-
1: right now 18%.
0: Okay. Eagles yeah, they're are... They're not going to win this weekend, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think they are, <laughs> but if we're talking about scenarios, that, that's what they are. They're yeah. nine-point... How about me? Nail. You know what? I've been very good with my guessing the lines this
0: year. You have been good at it. Yeah. Yeah, you did nail this one.
1: I think they... Let, let me see if they still are. They opened, I believe, as nine-point dogs. And Oh, no, they opened at nine-and-a-half, and now they're at nine. Nine-point dogs for uh, this game. All right, so here are the, the scenarios. We're obviously talking about a wild card. And assuming that there are no more ties, if Eagles go 3-0, and finishing 9-7, and they need any two of the following to happen. The Vikings lose at least once, the Panthers lose at least once, or the Seahawks lose all three, which... Your boys are not going to do that. They've got a weak schedule, and they're playing well. The other two, very possible. And I actually think you're going to get help with the other two. I for think sure. so,
0: and and we've talked about this before, but let's go through it again. The Panthers' last three games are home against the Saints, home against the Falcons, at the Saints.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the Saints are trying to win to get the top seed because they're in a battle Correct. with the Rams. So There's almost
0: like, no way they're going to sweep the Saints, right? So they're going to lose at least once. And uh, good chance they lose twice. The Vikings home against the Dolphins, at the Lions home against the Bears. You could tell me that they're going to go three and zero. You could tell me they're going to go two and one, one and two, or zero and three, and I would believe you.
1: I would be surprised at three and zero. I mean, do you think they're really going to just?
0: I would right, be surprised D, at zero and three. You know,
1: filippo has gone. All right, we're going to rally. I mean, they they could totally fall apart. I mean, they this could. guy's been. But they be should beat. The I mean, they should. Offense. They
0: should beat the Dolphins at home. You know, they can beat the Lions on the road, and then you know, maybe the Bears are locked into the three seed. They could beat the Bears at home. I, that's not impossible.
1: That's true. Vikings went from nine and a half point favorites to seven point favorites
0: against the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they should win that game. But
1: well, the Dolphins are seven and six. They're not good, but they're seven and six. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what do
0: they have, like a minus 40-point differential? Something crazy yeah. like that? they just going to run the old uh, hook and lateral a few what times. What a play that was, huh? That was great.
1: Um, okay, so that was scenario number one. That was if the Eagles go 3-0. and And that's unlikely. I mean, in that sense, it's really like they – I know they don't technically, but it, it's like they control their own destiny.
0: Yeah, do I think that, you're right. I think I you're think right. I think two or the other – you know, I think the other yeah, – If two they, they can find like a way – I mean, if they can find a way to win – in LA, which is incredibly improbable, yeah. Uh, then, then all of a sudden, like, yeah, they got a good chance.
1: Okay. All right. So here is the most likely scenario. And again, thank you to Defop Dennis. This is, I mean, so organized yes. and so easy to read here. Uh, if Eagles go two and one, and the loss is to the Rams, so they'd be finishing eight and eight. Eight and eight. They need. The Vikings to lose at least twice, the Panthers to lose at least twice, the Packers to lose at least once, the Bucks to lose at least once, and the Lions to lose at least once. Now that that sounds like a lot. It's not that much.
0: Well, it's I mean, not, it's 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 Vikings and Panthers losing twice. The rest you're you're probably going to get. Although we talked about the Packers. The Packers are not dead.
1: Yeah, I disagree with you. I think the most, I, th- I think the Panthers are absolutely going. They're going to beat the Saints one of those two times.
0: No, but I it mean, says they have, have to lose to at least twice, it. it says they have to lose at least twice. Yeah, so they're going to lose oh, twice. You the think Panthers. they're going to lose both games for sure?
1: Have you watched the same, Have you watched the Panthers? Have I just Im- said It's
0: not impossible. That's all I'm saying. Not impossible, but I think it's likely they'll be underdogs in both those games. Well, the Packers at Chicago, tough game. Okay. Could win. At the Jets, home against the Lions. If the Packers win wow. this week against the Bears, they might be going to the playoffs. So this is, uh, so Eagles fans got to be rooting for,
1: uh, well, this will add some juice to the night game if uh, the Packers, well, not really. I guess it doesn't matter, but. Right. Packers at the Bears, huh? This uh,
0: Are they at? It's a one o'clocker. Yeah, they are five and a half point underdogs. Mm. I could see them winning that game. Letdown game for the Bears coming off their big win.
1: You know what? I just don't think the Packers are a good team. Yeah. So Bears are better coached. Bears have that defense. They're going to be playing at home. I don't know. I feel like the Packers feels like a uh, sucker
0: bet there. Okay. But, but we shall see. I'll take the Packers. Give me the Uh
1: What do you got for the, the Bucks and Lions schedules? Let me
0: bring those up? I'll tell them to you. I mean, yeah. I think Bucks, it's, I think it's pretty easy here. to I think it's pretty easy to imagine the Bucks <laughs> losing at least once, but they've got at Baltimore, at Dallas, home against the Falcons. Oh, okay, all right. So that's a that's lot. Well, I mean, loss. if it was the, the the Bucks could be at Oakland three times, and I'd say they got at least a loss.
1: And um, the Lions,
0: and Lions the, are underdogs in Buffalo this week. Wow, at Buffalo, home against the Vikings at Green Bay. All right, so the pencil the bottom, pushers got a loss coming.
1: Yeah, so at eight and eight, I mean, really, I think the the stuff you have to you would be worried about is that the Vikings would lose twice and the Packers would lose once.
0: Yeah, I know you think the Panthers are going to be pulling all these upsets against the. Saints, I just but. but just asking a team to lose two <laughs> out of three times it's, it's not necessarily a given. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. That's it. They go. And then, meanwhile, if they if they if the Eagles finish two and one, but the loss is to Houston, it's basically the exact same thing. Except you don't have to worry about the Lions.
1: Yes, it is the. Uh, yeah. Yes, it's the. It is the exact same thing. But yeah, not basically. It is the exact same thing. But you don't have to worry about the Lions. Correct. Okay.
0: And then there's more. Uh, the, do you want to go through the yeah, even crazier no, ones? No,
1: I don't think we need to go through the other ones. The, I mean, there is a scenario where if they go
0: seven. I want and to nine, tell you. I want to. T- yeah, it's. I think this is funny because it's okay. <laughs> the Eagles could make the playoffs if they finish <laughs> seven and nine, going one and two. Here's what you need to root for: the Vikings losing all three, the Panthers losing all three, the Packers losing twice at least, the Bucks losing at least twice, the Lions losing at least twice, Washington losing at least twice. <laughs> And Atlanta losing at least once, and then there was a follow up. There's here, a though. few. There's a few little. The
1: Giants uh, also have to lose <laughs> at least once, <laughs> right? Yeah. Can, should we post this on the Athletic? He gave us permission, right?
0: I mean, I, yeah. I'd, I'd probably like to ask him, but
1: <clears throat> I no. I, I think he said in an email like, "Use you know, uh, I'm looking <laughs> for somewhere to run this or something." Oh, okay. The hard work he puts in it. I I don't know. I feel like that this would be useful, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you awake? Did that put you to sleep? I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. How's the cough? People were very worried about you. I
0: know the cough has been doing a little bit better today. I've (laughs) I've had uh, this has been my fewest lozenge (laughs) day in a while. Oh my gosh.
1: Okay. All right. So so tell me this:
0: if you are an Eagles fan, Shil, are you still rooting for the playoffs, or do you, or, or are you rooting for the best draft position possible?
1: No, I think you you always want to. uh, have your team in it on wild card weekend, that's fun. I agree.
0: Next I agree. You never by know. By that
1: I mean by that point you can talk yourself into anything. You never
0: know. Right? Yeah.
1: Especially if the scenario comes with them like beating the Rams this weekend. Yeah, and especially with Flip in the building. Oh uh, can you okay, so that's the <laughs> scenario. Flip shows up tomorrow, they go into LA and beat the Rams.
0: Oh, you didn't
1: know. A week from today, everyone's talking Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. Tomorrow's press conference, tomorrow's press conference, uh, Doug walks to the podium and then we hear the sound of glass breaking and John DiFilippo walks down the stage, introduces himself.
1: That would be good or uh, they kind of do what Shelton Gibson and Camus did and like who we think is Doug walks oh. up to the podium either with a mask That's on or better. like – his hood yeah. totally on and closed, and then he he just rips it off.
0: That's really good. I like that.
1: Possibilities are endless.
0: Yeah, I like that. I mean,
1: nine point favorites. MC said, buddy MC said in the same thread that gives them a eighteen percent. Oh wait, no, is that what he meant or no? You know how you can? Oh no, that's yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You know how you can equate? Yes. What, uh. I'll, I'll look i'm trying out. to see
0: if i can find it
1: okay uh
0: they yeah they have a uh 21.6 percent chance of winning
1: eh, that's higher than i would put them at
0: <laughs> yeah i <laughs> know yeah. well, that's right they right. are the biggest underdog this week
1: yeah i mean the real issue is they just yeah the real issue
0: is they stink they haven't, like, put together a good game all season. I mean, imagine – I give you all the uh, guff in the world for, Sean, for, for your boy McVeigh, But, like, imagine this defense stopping that offense.
1: How about you today before the oh, press conferences?
0: I stand by this.
1: We're having a nice, you know, spirited conversation about how much coaching matters and, you know, talent you and, and Z all Z Berm. stuff. With Z Burm, And you say – if you switch the Cardinals he and said, the Ra-
0: his yeah, yeah he's his he, 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 his point is that uh, coaching is overrated, the impact of coaching is overrated. Although he he does uh, give that it's the most important football. And his 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 hypothetical was if you if you put McVeigh on the Cardinals, how much better would they be? And I maintain that if McVeigh was the coach of the Cardinals with those frosted tips, he's a regular season guy. They'd finish with a better record than the Rams. And didn't you say a winning record, I believe? Yeah, better record than the Rams, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I I say no way. I think so. David Johnson's been, like, locked in jail this entire time. I think McVay, I I mean, David Johnson's season has been similar to Gurley's seasons with Fisher, right? So he's going to unlock David Johnson. Josh Rosen's got a similar pedigree. To Jared Goff, he's a rookie, so it's not a second-year player, so it's a little bit more difficult. They've got enough weapons on the outside. You don't think you don't think that like Christian Kirk could be Robert Woods? Come on,
1: they'd be fine. Uh, I think their offensive line is terrible, right? Yeah, okay, their offensive line's not good. So what? Their defense is fine. You know what? It is interesting because I'm looking
0: at the Cardinals' DVOA and who's and who's the coach of the Rams? The the Cardinals staff, Jeff Fisher, they'd be terrible. Cardinals defensive
1: DVOA is 14th and special teams is 16th. Yeah, come on. <laughs> but the 3 and 10 with a minus 149 point differential good enough for worst in the NFL.
0: I stand by this
1: like <laughs> ardently. Now, I think you're overrating it. I think they would be, you know, I think they could
0: maybe finish with like 6 wins, like 3 more wins. No. The Ram well because you have to think about it the division too. Because if the Rams were also bad, they, there's there's more wins on the table for them.
1: Okay,
0: Seahawks are probably winning that division, but
1: but I mean I love how you just steal like the stuff you've made fun of me for you're just going overboard with the love like you that's not, i don't same. think that's overboard i think that's and very realistic for now you're asking for it back so now you are the mcveigh
0: lover no I would never
1: make such a crazy no I, you know what's that funny is i'm just i'm just argument. sitting
0: here i'm just sitting here like waiting for the press conference on my phone all of a sudden i hear i hear shield talking about mcveigh you gotta have courage of your convictions i think you yeah, stand behind your boy no that's insane i don't think that's insane the Rams would be... The Rams, like, that team would fall apart completely. Goff was bad before he got there. It's Meanwhile, also a weird hypothetical because, like, if, if McVay wasn't there, then all of us... Then these, these uh, like, the Su's and the, the Talibs and the Marcus Peterses aren't there probably, but I guess that's not really part of the hypothetical. You know, what would be interesting is that Wade Phillips... Hmm. Well yeah, and does Wade does Wade go two? Because if I Wade goes if Wade goes two, that team's a playoff team.
1: <laughs> Especially because the Cardinals were running, I believe, that one gap three four like last year. So if Wade goes, two, if Wade
0: goes two, they they're the number one seed in the NFC. All right. I'm interested <laughs> to see what <laughs> see what people think.
1: Meanwhile, your Seattle Seahawks, I mean eight and five. Take a whiff, baby. Four in a row. I think you were the only person in America who believed in them.
0: Well, what can you I took say? He,
1: you took heat for that prediction. I did. We
0: go going through. the... uh oh, You know, I didn't hit on all of them, but I hit on that one.
1: You Did hit on that one.
0: We, I, I, I do want to go back and listen to that season preview pod because uh, yes. our, especially the ones that we really were like willing to go to bat for, I think we would have done very well. Well, let's see. I think. Well, I know we both were all about the uh, Oakland under. We were also don't forget the Packers thing, but I don't think we I don't think we put them in our like three best bets. No, my three best over unders are all going to hit. Yeah, that's what I'm. Th- I think I think we would go at least at least five for six. I think on those.
1: Uh, I think we should listen to that. My Cincinnati like,
0: pick was looking good, but then that uh, looked bad. I don't know if that was one of my three best bets though. We should listen to that like on our way home from uh, DC.
1: Oh, for yeah. that final game, take some notes, and then we can break, break that out. Now, how are we going to take notes as we drive? Hmm, I don't know. Well, we'll figure it Hire out. Hire a driver. Uh, and then we can talk about it before the playoffs begin. But, That's a okay. good idea.
0: Is everybody excited for the Ospreys this year?
1: You know, I was th- I was thinking about that when I was thinking today, how are we going to fill all this time Yeah. Uh, if they get blown out on Sunday? It's not that much time, you know. I was thinking today we only have two more Jim Schwartz micro press
0: conferences probably. Well, what about the what about the bigger press conferences? What do you mean the bigger press like conferences? Like the macro ones. <laughs> it's true. It is kind of sad. I mean, these could be Sad. <laughs>
1: we have different definitions of that <laughs> word, my friend.
0: The season goes by. You know what I it did def- today? It
1: does go by fast.
0: You know what, what I did, did today? You something weird i'm sure i booked my flight to tampa bay for the east west shrine game baby why are
1: you going to that
0: why wouldn't i go to that It's. are you going to be able
1: to produce any content from there make some connections some sources
0: what's of course okay good it's all about the eagles have a bunch of the eagles have a bunch of day three picks okay and that's who plays in that game yeah okay you're gonna go to the senior bowl too
1: no, I think you're going to
0: handle that, right? I'm well, gonna I mean, I'm going to go, but are you going to also go?
1: No, I think I'll go to the combine. Okay,
0: Fran wants you to go. He's very he's 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 all about it.
1: Mm, I do like Fran.
0: Yeah, don't don't worry about me.
1: Would I have to hang out with you and Fran, or could I hang out with just Fran?
0: You could definitely hang out with just Fran, but we would have to do at least one podcast.
1: Mm. that's tough. All right, I'll,
0: I'll think about think it. Think it over. Think <laughs> it over. You're gonna get you're gonna get antsy when those for those couple weeks go by.
1: I don't think that I am. <laughs> I think I'm still probably, gonna be writing. I'm I still gonna be doing right.
0: that. Yeah, talking It'll about the a, uh, the Di Filippo stuff. hire, the firing of <laughs> Gunter Brewer, the part of the, uh, the mutual parting of ways. The
1: mutual. <laughs> God.
0: All right. What else? What else do we have? Doug, Doug's new book. We Is have. Time for it's book? time. It's time to close the show. With uh, hashtag Doug's new book. With Actually, which... hold on,
1: hold on, hold okay. on. Okay. Uh, reviewers, great job.
0: You They've know, been doing not, a very good job.
1: Yeah, they didn't mail it in. We got a bunch. Uh, and also, my wife dropped a bomb the
0: other,
1: uh, after the last pod. Okay. Remember the uh, c- the review suggesting we do bathrooms with friends? Yeah. That was her.
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. Totally po- Totally got me. That's very funny. I had a couple. Uh, I had a couple suggestions come in for the uh, hotel motel a Finch draft, which of course you were not interested oh, in. Yeah. Uh, fluffy Sorry. towels went undrafted. Give me a break. And then a, a good suggestion from my wife: um, bathroom sink counter space. All
1: right, now that I can get behind.
0: You know what I'm talking. You know what she's talking about. Where sometimes it's what just like it's- you know, a little sink. You gotta have you gotta have space to put your your stuff. All my cosmetics. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, that is a good one.
0: <laughs> yeah, she just she's of course upstairs uh, listening to the podcast through the door, and she just texted bathroom counters to exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some other well, wow, I'm very happy that we, we got, got a, I, that we got a review from from your wife.
1: Come for the Eagles talk, stay for everything else. Funny, cough, smart, cough, Mm. tipping etiquette, cough, leaders of men, cough. Nice. Pretty good one. Yeah, that's good. Let's see. Any other good ones here? Uh, Best Philly pod from Stu Taylor. No two members of the Eagles beat can combine concrete, well informed football talk with off the wall humor, quite like Bowen Shield. No Philadelphia Sports Podcast. Is more entertaining. Oh, this is my favorite one. Hold on. Okay. I don't even know if you saw this one. Mark Kozik says, My favorite five stars. Love the pod. I would listen to them even if they didn't talk about the Eagles. One bird to flip.
0: Oh, I like this one. He's right about this. I did see this.
1: Completely wimped out when Camus came up in the WIP show. Every time Camus comes up on the pod, he sings proudly. Gets on WIP and all of a sudden he starts pulling punches. Oh, that's music to my ears! Great review.
0: I thought that was a good review. I thought it was a fair uh, <laughs> complaint. Although I think I said Kamu Kamu. I didn't. I did. I didn't finish it yeah, to completion.
1: Let's come on. Let's call a spade a spade here.
0: Okay. okay. There was another one here which I thought was good. That because it called you to task. I have to find it.
1: Oh no, I uh, don't think because, there was. let's get to Doug's new book.
0: Because uh, it's usually people calling me to task. And there was somebody who did it to you, and so now I have really? to find it. Mm. Um, let's see.
1: A couple of people said I was well, somebody, right on with my Max Kellerman thing, by yeah, the way. Yeah,
0: somebody did say that. I like that. Both in the, on the review and uh, on Twitter. Um, Rachel also says uh, hair dryer and uh, free water bottles, which is always a nice oh, Okay. A
1: nice free water bottles <laughs> is the number one pick. <laughs>
0: 100%. Oh. I know how you are about chugging your water bottles before you go to sleep.
1: I mean you gotta have that. That is such a when it's there and it's not like all right, six dollars yeah,
0: yeah, the big T's when it's like, you know, that, that yeah. giant jug of some like uh yeah. fancy named water which is just ridiculous. Come
1: on. I gotta tell you, I'm in on the uh I'm in on the placebo like bottled waters.
0: Like the six dollar water oh, really, like the Fiji or the uh
1: I drink them, and they taste better to me.
0: How about the hydrogen infused would you would you be in on that?
1: I think the only two I've actually had are the Fiji and the uh, smart waters oh Listen. that's not
0: even as that's not even as as like hoity toity as it gets
1: well, I know there's no sci I know
0: they they're not doing anything. But I got to admit, when I'm drinking those, I'm feeling better about myself. I think that's okay. I'll admit it. I think that's okay. Okay. I decided today what my what my line in the sand on is for when a coffee shop becomes too pretentious. And it's when they when they refuse to serve like they only serve one-size latte. You can't get a large latte. It's just, "Oh, uh, this is all you can get." You only only the no, there's one size fits all for everybody. Yeah, I'm okay with that. No, come on! I want a big one, man. I got, a, I got, I didn't sleep much last night. I got a long day.
1: I had a nice uh, Fort Worth coffee. I think it was called Liberty Brothers, and uh, three twenty-five like for British. one black coffee. Oof! And then they did the old, you know, the old turn around with the screen, and so I had to tip hmm. four four twenty-five for one black coffee. Oh, yeah, was that's delicious.
0: tough. That's tough. Uh, this is the person calling you to task, Shield. Eat before you start recording. I'm tired of hearing about how hungry you are.
1: Well, I <laughs> ate dinner today, so you're in luck. I, think, I don't think people agree with that uh, listener. I feel like people yeah. like to hear me grumpy.
0: Well, I think they like to hear you grumpy. I think what he, is, uh, he, he doesn't want to hear you complaining about how hungry you are. Just okay. get the normal grumpy level.
1: Okay. I, I, that's not a problem.
0: All right. Doug's new book. Let's All right. Doug. Hashtag Doug's new book. We're going to go through every single one of these. The best one. Is going to win a tie, an eagle's tie from my closet that I have to give away.
1: Oh, so I should be paying attention. Yes. Okay.
0: Eagle's tie. Hashtag Doug's new book. Here we go. The By the be- way, great
1: job. I, I mean, the over. Uh, what do we have? Overhead, big time. Yeah. yeah. People uh, were
0: excited about this one for the first time all season. Hold on one second. I've got to plug in my charger because my computer battery is garbanzo beans.
1: Yeah. Which, by the way, somebody uh, tweeted us. Was Fantastic. A
0: answer. Yeah, so good. Garbanzo beans. Okay. Suck a All right, we're good to go. Eagles Beakley. The Big Choke. Pretty good. Fearful. Very good. Uh, gutless. That's my favorite so far. Because it fits, it fits the the same mold. You got the less, but it's good. But it's it's gutless. I like that one. Uh, The new normal: restoring balance to your life and offense by making every second season count. Walking, walking it back, co-authored with Mike Lombardi. Mm, That one's not bad, I must say. (laughs) Mm, This might be my favorite. The pressure is off. (laughs) <laughs> okay, that's pretty good uh, a few plays away, a story about how the pressure is finally off. Mm-hmm. not bad so comma that happened neutered how a champion suddenly <laughs> doubts everything that made him a champion. Oh my gosh, that's outstanding
1: <laughs> that's that's my leader in that's the your leader,
0: okay, yeah. Uh, pressure's off, so it's tough to go to pressure's off now because it's so popular.
1: Man, so that that's the, well. This is this is a great exercise. Yeah, that's what stuck with. I people. like that. Okay. I like that.
0: Uh, gosh, quite frankly, <laughs> spineless. That's pretty good. Seven uh, hundred pound men. <laughs> <laughs> Never off script, how to choreograph a first half. (laughs) Now we have Kale, no ice cream for second place. (laughs) Fearless 2, my tale of forcing Carson to play before he's healed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think
1: that's... (laughs) I like the spirit of it. I don't necessarily agree,
0: but I like the big swing there. I like it too. He says it's a little long, but we'll workshop it. Uh, we're going to have to take a look at that.
1: Okay.
0: Target embraced how key coaching departures change you from a moving target to a fish in the barrel. <laughs> you
1: know, there was one that I think, uh, didn't get to you, I believe, uh, because it was from my buddy CNAS.
0: If but but I think use the his, hashtag, I'll get it. But
1: I, I think he forgot the hashtag. He just tweeted it at us, but okay. he has a, uh. Protected account okay. and he he did the whole Photoshop of Doug's book mm. and instead of Fearless he did Frankless mm.
0: that's pretty good it's pretty good uh, might grow aggressions no this is a very complicated case mod you know a lot of ins a lot of outs a lot of what have you's that's just a uh, big Lebowski reference offense for dummies chapters 1 through 12 cover how to utilize Ertz in the passing game <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, that's pretty good.
0: Uh-oh. Neutered, the story of the man who lost his mojo. Ooh. Like that's when I could legitimately see like you writing this off. Mm, neutered. It's funny that neutered was used twice. Yeah. Uh Fahrenheit 2018. The temperature dreams burn. A right way and a wrong way, from Super Bowl to Garbanzo Beans. <laughs> I set my thermostat at 75 degrees for an entire season. You know what? There was not enough feedback for that nonsense. I didn't set it at 75 degrees, so I it take It doesn't no matter. Offense. You were
1: living in that without changing it.
0: Well, it's I like- did. I will tell you that I did not uh, turn it to cool when I got it there because I, I, I had to be working that night. And so I didn't want to be cold while I was working. That was the, that was the reason that it was at 72, 73.
1: Between the temperature there and the fact that you spent the entire week for the Super Bowl in Minneapolis without a working TV, <laughs> uh,
0: like this is psycho, psychopathic behavior. Well, what was I supposed to do? Unplug the TV? Just I would I would
1: have I would have called them the like five minutes before I even unpacked my bag.
0: We were barely ever in our rooms Speak except to record a podcast. That's the only place I was. Cognitive dissonance. How a champion becomes an embarrassment. (laughs) Fearful. Drive interrupted.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: Keep it simple. I know, sorry. Vanilla ice cream is delicious. Uh, This is actually kind of a good one. Less. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How I stopped worrying and learned to love the punt. Oh, I like that. I like that one. Uh, mirrorless. Ooh, I like nice. that one, too. And taking a look in the mirror, remembering they get paid, too. <laughs> That's all of them? I believe that is all of them. I'm scrolling okay. through one more time. What do you think? Uh, first of all, tremendous
1: oh, job, everybody. The new boar. The new boar, okay. I do feel like we haven't made enough of the new normal. Let, let's mm. make sure we do that the last three weeks. Yeah. Uh, very good job, everybody. Thank Fantastic. you to everyone who set that in. You can read them all at hashtag Doug's new book. Uh, well, it's your tie, so you get to decide. I think my favorite was the first uh, neutered one.
0: I don't, think I, I don't think anything beat that. Neutered, story. how a champion suddenly doubts everything that made him a champion?
1: You know what? Maybe the second neutered one might have been better.
0: Yeah, I think the second neutered one was better—the story of the man who lost his mojo. But the fact that there were two neutereds makes me think that it's it's a little bit less mm, dingham for creativity. Yeah, huh? I'm afraid. I'm afraid so. All right. So
1: why don't why don't you? Uh, so what did you like?
0: Looking through again, mirrorless was good. <laughs> It's not the winner. Mirrorless but Mirrorless
1: makes me think
0: Miralax. Mm. This is not the winner, but I do want to say it one more time because it's funny. Fearless too, my tale of forcing Carson to play before he's healed. That is <laughs> that's maybe the funniest one. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, The Pressure's Off is funny, but that's that was another one where several people did it. I kind of like uh What do you like better? I I kinda of like spineless spineless is good i feel like i'm that's not all of them i feel like i'm not seeing them all again okay well you know you can always take your time if you want that's yeah, that's what i always do I, I mean you can you know announce it on the next mm. show you can have the people vote yeah why don't we why don't we do uh why don't i'll announce, I'll announce when when this episode is released i'll announce we'll do a poll with our with our three favorites And then the the, the readers can vote on who gets a tie. Sure. All right, great. Okay. All right. All right. We'll be back tomorrow night. BWF Radio with Joe Giglio on WIP from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. And then uh, one final show to preview this uh, very exciting game. The Eagles are in the thick of the playoff hunt, as we found out.
1: I do feel like they have more of a shot to make the playoffs than I did before we did this podcast.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, if they win on Sunday, they're not going to win on Sunday. But if they find a way, then who knows? We'll see. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Sheel. Thank you, everybody. As always, we love you.